0: Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor Jeffrey Skopak and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture and Cinema. Boy, oh boy, Michael, how are you today? It's September. I'm hoping it's
1: going to be uh, continuing to cool off a little bit. I'm tired of sweating through my uh, clothes just walking outside. Celebrating my brother's birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Rich. Nice. Shout out.
0: Very good. You know, as you talk about cooling off, uh, it's sort of appropriate as to what's going on in the housing market uh, (laughs) across this country right now. There's a little bit of a cool off. A little bit of a cool off. And that's our segue to talk about our movie for today, The Big Short. Uh, A little more than a cooler right there. Oh, boy, oh, boy. It was a... Boom. How shall we say it? It was glacial. Glacial. That's good. (laughs) That's a good word, yeah. Well, the movie came out on December 23rd of the year 2015. I don't uh, think this would be a fun family Christmas
1: movie to go to at the theater.
0: Well, again, (laughs) when you see a movie released in and around Christmas, unless... It is intended to be that family extravaganza, and those nowadays are released more around Thanksgiving, so they have the entire run of December to really make cash. Anything released in and around Christmas Day, they're trying to get it in, under the wire, for Academy Award
1: possibilities. Which. Makes sense in this movie.
0: Well, it, it really does, big you know. Boys.
1: Big actors, big cast.
0: <laughs> big actors, big cast, big story, relatable story, because many of us lived right on through this. Yeah. Now the budget for this movie, I was kinda surprised. Twenty-eight million dollars.
1: Yeah. But in a way, it's three little short movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, our main True. characters, other than uh, Christian or other than Steve Carell and 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 Ryan Gosling. Brad Pitt never mixes with them. Christian Bale never mixes with them. This is true. It's a bunch of different little vignettes almost centered around one event.
0: Yeah, it's kind of three things coming together. So none of Um, them had to
1: work that hard.
0: So $28 million, the box office, $70,259,870. And that was mostly domestic. I did see it made about 135 million globally, which is interesting because what, what this movie is talking about, its subject matter, impacted the globe the world uh big time but it was mostly centered in our backyard but going back to the christmas audience yeah yeah
1: Its opening uh opening was only 700,000 yeah it wasn't wasn't very (laughs) much nobody was going jingle bells for this
0: movie no i think this movie absolutely made its made its mark in january you know now i I think think so post christmas and the like now it was directed by adam mckay and now we've had adam mckay movies we've done don't look up and, uh, oh, by the way, one of our all time most popular podcasts, Anchorman. Anchorman. Because he is sort of Will. F- he's like Will Farrell's personal director. Well, it's it's interesting. He only
1: has 27 directing credits, 92 producing credits. He's basically a producer. You yeah. know, was with an SNL, did some writing back in the day. Sure. A lot of comedies. And then
0: maybe he grew up, maybe he wants some a little more with Vice. Well, there are three with movies. This one. Three movies, I think, that kind of intersect in some respects because they're unusual. The way he does it is kind of comedic, although the topic is serious. Uh, Vice would be one, Don't mm-hmm. Look Up is another. Mm-hmm. And I would put this movie, The Big Short, in the third, would you not? It's a little different, yeah, no question. Th- these are not your Anchorman 1 and 2, Step Brothers, Talladega Knights, the other Talladega guys. Nights, the other yeah. guys. It, this is not his normal... You know, kind of, no. you know, slapstick, Will Farrell over the top comedy, uh, to be sure. Uh, let's talk about the cast, because really the strength, again, of this particular movie are the actors and actresses uh, who bring to life very real people living through uh, an epic financial collapse. Uh, our first character we have is Michael Burry, and Michael Burry is a real person uh, who is a quasi on the spectrum medical doctor running a fund. Uh, you know, listens to uh, kind of a heavy metal headbanger music, walks around his office in bare feet with drumsticks, but is a savant when it comes to understanding money and trends mm-hmm. played mm-hmm. by christian bale who really is one of the fine fine actors of our time and we've had him uh, a few times now on oh, yeah. price culture and cinema uh you know one of the great movies he was in was ford versus ferrari uh excellent, excellent. tremendous in that and, and movie. again another character who's not quite normal that's right he does a nice shot with us uh well the batman begins dark knight Dark Knight returns probably the best trio of Batman movies. And he is Batman. I and mean, there's he's I'm tremendous Batman. in that. Uh, most recently, he was in Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, that that, by the way, folks, coming out on Disney Plus. September 8th. Looking forward to seeing that on Disney+. I am looking forward to seeing it. That's going to be good. Didn't get to see it in the theater, so I was too busy going to Maverick. Yeah, you were yeah. more than once. Now, also, I want to bring up two movies he was in, because one we mentioned last week, Shaft. Uh, he was in oh, Shaft. I didn't have that one down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's the kind of the villain in Shaft. And a tremendous movie that I totally forgot about when I was looking up on Christian Bale. I went... Oh, that's right. He was so good in this movie. The remake of 310 to Yuma. That's actually, there's a clip that we use in our uh,
1: health curriculum. Mm-hmm. The Habitudes, the Growing Leaders. Yeah. That I'd never seen it. And they show this clip toward the end of the movie about what he's going to do, you yeah. sacrifice Yeah. So, yeah, I actually have to watch a movie.
0: Yeah. With, with Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. Folks, if you haven't seen 310 to Yuma, the remake with Russell Crowe, Christian Bale. You got to check that one out. It's definitely worth the watch. Now, playing another real person under a different name. Um, the character is Mark Baum, mm-hmm. played by Steve Carell. Now we've had Steve Carell on several movies now, and what you know we all know him for is The Office. He's Michael Scott in The Michael Office. Scott. But you know, just stop and consider for a moment: forty-year-old virgin, welcome to Marwin Vice anchorman one and two get smart date night he is grew in despicable the minions yeah. and despicable me big time uh dinner for the schmucks Um uh, burt wonderstar he's in a lot of movies but they're diverse yeah hello miss sunshine i mean he's oh, this, this is incredibly not... diverse yeah, if, if you're a michael scott fan
1: you're not going to like him in this movie. Oh, no. No. He's, not at he all. plays quite the character. But I know this. Like, you know, uh, I gr- it.
0: I grew up with this guy. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is your neurotic, high strung, going to tell you what he's thinking in the moment. The world is collapsing. Person from New York, New Jersey. I totally understand him. Yeah. Um, you know, he just comes right out and says what he thinks. And I kind of appreciate that about his character. Uh, And now he's he's a guy, Mark Baum is a guy that they have cast working for uh, Morgan Stanley, but not directly for Morgan Stanley. So he's working like in a subsidiary fund for them that's observing what's going on. Right. Uh, Next, we have Jared Venette, uh, Venette, played by Ryan Gosling. He's the uh, the guy from Deutsche Bank. Uh, Shout out to my son with Deutsche Bank. Uh, Maybe not a good shout-out on this one. Well, <laughs> this is true. He has informed his employers yeah. that he might be moving to a new bank shortly. Uh, uh, but, breaking news on Christ, culture, and cinema. Yeah. Uh, but Ryan Gosling, who I just really enjoy as an actor because, again, the diversity of the roles he plays. Uh, you know, we always go back to Remember the Titans. Oh, he was nice. Yeah. Most women. It's great, uh, great and I'll name. call it a chit, chick flick of all chick flicks, The Notebook. Yeah. Uh, crazy Stupid Love falls in that. But La La Land, he is just brilliant in La La Land. He is excellent in La La, La Land. And we did La La Land. And I'd recommend, go back yeah. and listen to that podcast. We love that movie. Sounds like we're going to have to do Crazy Stupid Love. I it comes think up here a little so. Bit. It does. Yeah. Blade Runner 2049. I haven't seen it. Uh, tw- 2017, that came out. And that's a really good movie, supposedly. I haven't seen it either. Seen it either. We may have to check his, that out. His character is, is pretty funny. Oh, Jack. <laughs> my son neurotic when we're watching the movie i'm texting my son and he's like are you up to the bathroom scene yet <laughs> i just love that i mean he is an absolute neurotic self-consumed narcissistic yeah. finance guy i mean unbelievable character yeah. uh playing ben rickert who's an a finance guy who who's in retirement who's going to come out of retirement to help these two young guys Played by Brad Pitt. We had him last week. Last week. You know, last week in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I told you this summer, our first movie we went to was The Lost City. That's now, I think, on Paramount+. Plus. You can catch it there. Really fun, fun, just entertaining movie. Uh, and my daughter told us, got to go see Bullet Train. Haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I put that one down. Got to see Bullet Train. Money Balls, still oh. one of my favorites with him. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That's a good job. That's yeah. a good one. And... Fight Club. Oh. Don't you know, talk, talk about Fight Club. Don't talk yeah. about Fight Club. But also in the Ocean series, Oceans yeah. 11, 12, 13, what are they up to yeah, now? Yeah. <laughs> now yeah, but They pl- went backwards, I think,
1: to Ocean's 8 for the women. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't understand.
0: It's, it's just craziness. Louis uh, Ranieri is played by Rudy Eisenhoff. And what's interesting about his credits are, there's so few, but Spider-Man No Way Home is not a bad credit to be in. Yeah, but he plays like a bystander. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. He's in- You're in the movie. <laughs> (laughs) You can. You can. One day he could sit there and say to his grandchildren, "You know, Spider-Man." I was in Spider-Man: No Way Home. NCIS New Orleans. Come on, yeah, this is true. He's also in The Punisher. Punisher. Uh, I've watched. That's really hard to watch. Is it? You know, they were talking about. I I digress for a moment, but you know, they were talking about Deadpool one and two coming over into the Disney world, and oh, they're foul movies and blah blah. Go watch The Punisher. There's nothing more violent than that thing. Good heavens. And you can watch that on Disney+. Plus. Disney+, plus that's where you can find that. Go. It's violent. Holy cow. Uh, also in Lansky, another uh, fairly critically acclaimed movie. Now playing Cynthia Baum, Mark Baum's wife, is... She's great. Oh, uh, Marissa Tomei. Yeah. We love Marissa Tomei. She will always be known for, of course... My Cousin My Vinny. Cousin Vinny. Yeah. That uh, scene when she's on the stand talking about the cars. Oh, yeah. Iconic. It's just brilliant. Great scene. She, you know, she won an Academy Award for that. I believe it. That's crazy. I, I think it was she Best was Supporting Actress craziness. Yep. Uh, the Wrestler, a really good movie. If you haven't seen The Wrestler, go watch that. That's a good flick. And she was in with Rudy Eisenhoff. Yeah. Spider Man, No Way Home. Well,
1: she had a little bigger part though because
0: being, uh, she's who is she? She's Aunt May. Aunt May. Yeah. Man, yeah. Uh, and a little she's bigger part. So anything that Spider Man shows up in in the MCU, she's there. She's Aunt May. And Mickey, Mickey Rourke, the wrestler. Uh, well, I said the wrestler. you, yeah. you, you, you got to keep up with me here. Now, another uh, female character in the movie is the exotic dancer in Florida. Uh, I did put her down. Oh, I had to put her she, down because her role is credits. what she says is so critical. It's not what she's been in. Now, the Florida exotic dancer has no name in the movie but played by Halen Boyd. And she's done a lot of uh, cable television type shows, Sleepy Hollow, Valor into the Badlands, uh, two movies: Scream and Queens, uh, Scream Queens, I should say. Scream Queens. So, not much, but her character is so pivotal in Mark Baum realizing what is happening in the housing market. So I had to I had to mention her, and then playing the uh, the two young guys who are trying to create their own hedge fund, uh, Charlie Geller played by John Magaro, and here again, he's in Lansky. Uh, A great movie he's in, The Many Saints of Newark. We've talked about that one as the prequel to The Sopranos on HBO. You can catch that on HBO Max, by the way. Uh, Another kind of Jersey-type movie, Down the Shore. Uh, And he's also in another little movie called Overload. Uh, and then finally, the last character, last character I had on my sheet is Jamie Shipley, uh, played by Finn Wittrock. Now, Finn Wittrock has been in some incredible stuff. Uh, he's in Ratchet, which mm-hmm. I've referenced on this. Now, they haven't made a season two yet. I'm hoping they do. Uh, about the story of Nurse Ratched from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh boy, really dark. I haven't seen it. Really dark and kind of creepy. Great show though. Uh, Unbroken. Yep. Uh, a book, uh, a movie that I personally wrote about in the book Christ Culture and Cinema. The movie Judy, main character in that movie too. He's got a big role. Big big role. In that. Uh, but let's not forget he was also in a movie we've done here. La, La La Land, Land. with yeah. Ryan Gosling,
1: which which again he and Emma Stone come up in Crazy Stupid Love.
0: Yeah, they sure do.
1: It's, it's you know we got a little bit of that same group
0: coming. We got, around, we got some folks know? that like to act together, and then the last one I mentioned for him is Semper Fi. He's in a little movie uh, called Semper Fi, Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh. And don't forget that
1: unbelievable classic religious movie called Noah. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now you know what's funny? I, I have to, I have to, I have to somehow. <laughs> I have to save the, the religious movie genre from Noah because I never, you know, Christian Bale was in the Moses movie. He plays he was, Moses. He and did you know he plays Jesus of Christ, Jesus Christ in the 1999 movie uh, Son of Mary? I never saw it. I never saw it, never heard of it. So I'm hoping they're better than Noah. That's, I that's so. all I can say is... Is there talking rocks? It doesn't make much uh, of being Noah. Good it was so bad. <laughs> I've never oh. actually
1: seen it. I've only read the reviews. I've oh, never watched it. no, it's bad. I, I didn't want to support it, but I may have to watch it someday. It's a rare movie rocks. where I
0: finally just had to turn it off and go, "Ugh, this is uh, awful. <laughs> the, awful. Do you have any other characters in this movie? Because there's so many, but mostly they're like side characters around these people. I I had Casey Groves. He played a fun manager just because he was in the Astronaut
1: Wives Club. Uh, LBJ, mm-hmm. uh, Law and Order, you know, yeah. a couple. And uh, Charlie Talbot I had. He's a Lewis Bonds trader where he's in that new one that's out, Where the Crawdad Sings. I kind of want to see that. That looks interesting. really interesting. Okay, uh, Watchmen, Angus, you know, just a couple of them. But, mm-hmm. but again, uh, huge. I mean, because of this movie, there's probably 150, 200 characters out there. Right. Because of the different scenes. These were the main ones. And, and like I said, I really feel like this is a, a three-part play, three different situations going on that converge on the second quarter of
0: 2007. So let's talk about this. In in the late 1980s, when Bill Clinton was president of the United States, uh, there was a deregulation that occurred uh, in how mortgages were granted, uh, making it easier for people to buy their piece of the American dream. Uh, well, banks found ways to manipulate that to make gobs of money. Stupid money. And... They got a little greedy. Well, they got more than greedy. And what you learn in the movie, what I really appreciate about the movie, is as they're telling you the story through three different uh, three different perspectives. You have, on one hand, Michael Burry, where he's this kind of neurotic fund manager. <laughs> the only real name out of the three groups. Only real one. Yeah. I guess he's the only one who said, yes, you can yeah, use, my, use name. my name. But he was crazy enough. and But he saw... That the housing market was built on a foundation of straw. Now, he's some kind of savant who reads numbers. Yeah. Very, like you already
1: mentioned, very neurotic, very crazy. Yes. yes. But has kind of had this partnership in this firm where it says, I have total autonomy on how I want to Over invest. this fund. That's mm-hmm. correct.
0: Over that fund. Which kind of sets the whole thing up. Yeah. So that's Michael Burry. The second one is Mark Baum and his team Working under the cover of Morgan Stanley, mm-hmm. uh, but in his case, they're poking and prodding at the housing market, trying to figure out, why is this thing taking off so wildly? Why are mortgages just booming everywhere? Why is everything in uh, a grade <laughs> A or yeah. A minus mortgage? Nothing is making sense. And he's that typical guy from Jersey or guy from New York who's like, I call BS. I yeah. mean that's really what it is. Well
1: and the trip to Miami that his guys take and then they go down, that's where the movie really starts to say, wow. Yeah. Because and, and you start to remember those times. Yeah. You start yeah, to yeah. see those things.
0: And then the third is Ben Rickert, uh, again, representing a real person, name changed, working with these two young guys that are trying to make their uh, trying to make their their mark on Wall Street, Charlie Geller and Jamie Shipley. And they're they're starting to see that there's money to be made in betting against the housing market. Yeah. So so those the characters of of Charlie and Jamie are two young guys who
1: started with thirty thousand. I think it said something that, like that. That yeah. one of the guys had saved up. Are no, it's ten. 000. Anyway, he saved up some money. All of a sudden, they turned into thirty million. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go to New York. They're going to. I mean, they made thirty million. Now they want the big time. And, of course, that scene where they're trying to talk to the banks and they're basically laughed at.
0: Because they don't have enough.
1: They need $1.5 to get the, the the what they need, the seat at the table. Yeah. Um, which is where Ben Rickett comes in. It's a great so, story. So as, a real I,
0: story. as we say that, I'm going to first preface where we're going with this with a Bible passage from Ecclesiastes 5, verse 10. There it reads, He who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves wealth with his income. This also is vanity. And this is what the housing market of 2005 was built on. Everybody grabbing for more, even if they themselves could not afford more. Mm. And this is what happened in the housing market, folks. People were buying homes with these ridiculous mortgage vehicles. And you know, it's funny, we lived in New Jersey at the time and when we bought our house in new jersey so it was a lovely home it was a new home spec home from a builder <clears throat> but we had to jump through all sorts of extraordinary hoops to get this mortgage once we secured the mortgage well we had personal mortgage insurance right
1: uh, yeah if you be- don't have that 20 percent in yeah PMI, baby
0: we had 10 and yeah. uh all of a sudden by 2001 our house was worth double what we paid that's nice which was nuts so we refinanced the mortgage put a deck on the back of the house a little swimming pool with the kids Heard that story that didn't go so well no it actually went very well for us because we sold that house in 2005 i just meant the builder (laughs) (laughs) oh no actually you know it's funny they they put the deck on the back of the house beautiful deck problem is he went bankrupt he was supposed to also put in new countertops and Well, we never saw the new countertops, but we did get a beautiful deck, and we paid way less for the deck because he underbid himself. Of course. But having said that, the housing market was booming. And what we were noticing is on the street we lived, they were building these little McMansions. That's what they called them in New Jersey, McMansions. They were huge, and people were buying them. And I'm going, where where in the world are these people working? Because we were not immediately close to... New York City or Philadelphia. We were about 45 miles, 50 miles from each. So you're thinking, where's this money coming from? Well, all of a sudden they- Little did you know. Well, they had these mortgage vehicles, like a uh, five-year. Variable loan. A variable interest. It was a five-year balloon uh, mortgage, whereby your first five years, you had a very, very little payment. Then on year five, they had a variable rate. And you had a balloon payment too, but you know, or her, you could refinance. Well, in the land of milk and honey, it was yeah. never going to stop, and you were going to have the money in five years. We know people that were in our church who got caught in this and lost our house. They lost everything. Yeah. It was bad. Very bad. And this is what happened. So in the movie, the housing market is going crazy. People are everywhere getting mortgages, and I love the scene. Because this is why I included in our cast the Florida exotic dancer. So Mark Baum and his team go down the Florida. They're in Miami area, mm-hmm. you know, and what they're doing in, in a strip club, I do not know.
1: Oh, you do. They they when they got talking to the uh, the two guys bragging about the loans, the mortgage they guys, they said they couldn't do their job without exotic dancers because right. it's cash cash heavy, and they could do those things. And this is true. <laughs> he did say, "I'd like to meet one of them."
0: So they go, and here's the girl dancing, and she confesses to mark baum very boastfully that she has four houses and a condo and multiple loans on each one and multiple loans on each one and that's when you could see mark baum go you are uh, in so much trouble this is not good this is now all of a sudden he's seeing a snapshot of a much larger picture of chaos that's about to unfold the the story i love that they included in this
1: movie i thought was brilliant was the renters when oh, they're yeah. when they're going around interviewing the people at the houses that they're going to lose and the guy's like they said we're we're talking to people who are more than 90 days behind on their on their mortgage payments he's yeah. like i rent yeah because i'm I'm paying my rent every month but yeah my landlord's not paying the mortgage yeah and and next thing you know they show them later the whole family at the gas station yeah living out of their car and i thought it, it tears your heartstrings well it was this a
0: brilliant thing to include. this gets to again i'm agreed. coming back to the money yeah This is 1 Timothy 6, verse 10. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. And Mm. this is what was happening. So people were buying these homes, renting these homes. They're not paying their mortgage. Their their loan rating is going from an A to a D, but they're still being rated A's. Uh, So the investment houses are now doing what? They're buying up these things called CDOs, and they're betting against... The mortgage industry they're betting that it's gonna fail now that's greed because somebody is going to make money regardless of what's going on in the market this is almost an episode we needed to have our financial guy jared on but we're going to have him back later on we're going to be doing another finance movie uh but this is what's creating the bubble oh. the mortgages were not worth what people said they were worth and I, I lived this only because you know i was called to
1: grace in 2005. right and I, I sold our house in iowa we had had five years yeah when i got here i, I rented to start to yeah. see what was there and i couldn't believe how much more expensive houses were here in this little townhouse quadplex in 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 not a great area all of a sudden he wanted to sell yeah and i was like how much Yeah, and and I was tempted to buy. I wanted to buy, and I'm glad Lord put a great rental in our place, and we rented till 2009, and it saved us. Yeah, because anybody that bought at 2006 time, oh, 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 we got killed. Still would be
0: under. Oh, we got killed. We moved to Long Island in 2005, moved out in 2008, and it just killed us. I mean, we just lost so much money. You Lost all the money you gained on that last one. Not all of it, but But a good portion of it. That's for sure. We made made a lot of money in in New Jersey. I bet
1: anybody that was. A house owner through this could have good or bad stories depending on when you bought and when you sold. Well,
0: and this was, you know, this is what makes this movie so uncomfortable. Because if you live through this, now all of a sudden you're seeing why this happened. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the salt of the earth, work hard, pay your mortgage person that caused this collapse. It was like those mortgage brokers in the movie who are boasting that they're Mm -hmm. giving out terrible loans, but they're making all sorts of money money themselves. Fast forward to the end of the movie, after the housing market collapses and burns, there they are at the job fair. You know, walking around, and there's the IKEA booth, the work at IKEA, oh, and right. the one the work at Target. They lost everything. The, the neat thing about all three of these stories
1: the the Michael Berry, Jared Vinette, uh duo, the the Mark Baum and his group, and, yeah. and the the Ben Rickett with the two young guys yeah all three of them realize what's going on. They put all their money into betting against the housing market, right? And they then it was great part late in the movie where they see little things showing a collapse they see things being downgraded right but they're not changing the ratings they see you know all three of them are calling for fraudulent activity in the way that they tried to hide it and
0: it's no wonder none of us knew about it because it was covered up for a long time well you know here it is it's it's matthew this is matthew chapter 23 verse 25. jesus says woe to you scribes and pharisees hypocrites for you clean the outside of the cup and the plate but inside, they are full of greed mm. and self-indulgence. And this is what's happening. You know, one of the great characters in the movie, I know it's uh, my son Jared's favorite, is uh, Jared Venette, and that ironic same that name, same name. <laughs> played by Ryan Gosling. Now, he's with Deutsche Bank. And this guy, this guy is an extreme narcissist. Mm, I yeah. mean, he is he's out to make money for for himself and his team. That's it. I love a scene in the in the gym when he's fist pumping everybody when they finally got the deal or when they got the yeah. deal or then when he's in the bathroom and you know he's he's freaking out cuz he realizes what's what going on and did you hear this did you hear this and a guy comes out of the bathroom stall holding his ears like no I don't hear a thing I don't want, I don't want to hear what's going on here uh but at the end how much money did he walk away with 47 million 47 but, million
1: dollars but it was interesting he's kind of the one that found this loophole
0: Oh yeah, and had to
1: sell it, and everybody was laughing at him. And there's a great scene where one of Mark Baum's assistants, after yeah. he tells him to go buy fifty million, yeah, I I will clean up the language for Christ culture and send he says, "We're going to buy," but tell me how you're screwing me.
0: Yeah,
1: and he's like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "I be honest with you, why?" And and he goes into this. Look, I am I am mortgaged to the hilt. I owe all this money. I'm yeah. in trouble. But this is going to happen. you you're gonna. He uses the ice cream sundae uh example of you're going to get this this and this but i'm going to get the whipped cream and the cherry type thing because yeah. you know this is going to work and and it was great where he goes all right i understand boom and they make the deal yeah and and you see he's still being pushed by greed he's he's oh, yeah? overextended himself he's yes. trying to sell something nobody wants
0: to buy that's right but he was right oh he was he absolutely. was right he was absolutely right which is that's what makes it so painful because we see a handful of people Full of greed, driving this bus forward, and the average person has no idea how bad a crash whole, is gonna be.
1: Michael Berry, actually, that that whole scene where everybody was turning on him, he lost all his people, and he stuck to his guns. What what did he end up with? Almost five hundred
0: million? A, a billion. Wasn't didn't he cross the billion barrier? Well,
1: it, it the whole thing made Two point seven billion. I think he ended oh, yeah. up with almost like a half a billion on
0: it. Yeah, his yeah. personal. Yeah, his personal. And his his incredible. fund. His fund was like one one point three or two point three well, billion. He, he invested crazy.
1: one point three. And I think it came
0: out making over 2.7 yeah. after he paid all well, the he had, fees. They, it was you incredible. Know, he kept writing down the percentages on the board when they were down percentages and people wanted to withdraw. And at that moment, he said, as an executive decision, nobody can withdraw from the fund. Everybody's freaking out. Oh, yeah. And that final scene when he's walking out and he writes down 439. 93. 493%. 493% return yeah. on the fund. Again, 2 Peter. He 2, won. 2 Peter chapter 2. Verse three, and in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. I mean, that's what happened. Hmm. This was all built on false promises, all on greed, and there was no guilt or guile. I, what I love about uh, you know how uh, Adam McKay, the director, does this is all of a sudden there's a little cutaway. And then there's a real, you know, real people in time. There's this professor from the University of Chicago, finance department, along with uh, Selena Gomez, and they're playing blackjack and they're trying to explain how, you know, they put down their bet for blackjack, but then the people behind them are making bets on, on the their bets. bets, yeah. And that's basically what happened with the housing market is that people were betting against the housing market succeeding.
1: It was a cute way to try to explain. I mean, this is a very deep movie. So between the, the Marquette Robbie scene where she's in the bathtub yeah. explaining the scene, but the, yeah. the cooking scene where the cook's trying to explain. Anthony Bourdain. I, I mean, yeah, anytime you a, put a Anthony Bourdain, oh, I love when they bring Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. and He's, he's but, just awesome. But it was neat. hey saying, look, this didn't sell so we repackaged it as a soup now it's a soup it's yeah. really good oh look know, at this this know. is
0: it was neat yeah. I, it was very well done very well written and so what did we learn from all of this you get to the end of the movie Greed and is i just bad. well and i love this this moment because here's this they go and as as everything has come to a, a collapse, you see Christian Bale walking away, mm-hmm. you know, his character, Michael Burry. You see Mark Baum sitting there, and his wife is his conscience, always reminding him, and he feels really bad about all of this. And they're like, we need to sell now, we need to sell now, we need to sell now. <laughs> and finally, as they're kind of wheedling down through it, he goes, all right, sell now. And Yeah. He's going to make a boatload he, of money, and he was never happy.
1: He wasn't comfortable with the way it went. He was
0: miserable, he was mad. He was mad and miserable yeah. because the system screwed people, mm-hmm. and then even the uh, young guys. I love the scene where Charlie Geller and Jamie Shipley, and I think it's Lehman Brothers. You know, their goal was to be at the table in a place like that, and they went belly up. They went bankrupt over this, and they they they're walking through this. The well, they get somebody's pass so they can go in, and oh. they're standing in the room where they always wanted to be. And it's eerie because it's like you can see what they aspired for was really just greed and it was false. Right. It was nothing they imagined it to be, which which is powerfully said. And And, and I love the last part of the movie then as they go through this where they're each struggling with the morality of how they made so much money. The the, uh, the the kind of the narrator voice comes over, and you know as a consequence of all of this, you know the federal regulations kicked in, and da 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 da, and all of it's like a, a needle scratching across a record. <clears throat> no, everything is the same. It's just packaged under different names. Yeah. So. Could this happen again? The housing crash? Most oh. well, certainly it can. When I was
1: looking through YouTube for clips from from this movie and a little background, mm-hmm. there's actually a YouTube out there about Michael Berry and, and his prediction for 2022. I didn't watch it. I didn't want to. I was like, no, I
0: don't, I don't want to, want to know. know what Michael said. I don't <laughs> want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah. It's, oh, boy. It's a painful movie. But, you know, when we look at it through the lenses of faith, we know greed when we see it. Well, you went ecclesiastes
1: yeah you went up to timothy you went jesus and matthew yeah then you went peter i'd say the bible probably it's second to love right it's kind of like music everybody says there's there's so many love
0: songs And the second biggest topic yeah money yeah it's it it was just it was a hard movie to watch there's some there's some humor in it there's relatability in it especially if you were living through the housing market at that time and the the rise and fall and in some respects i i started feeling really eerie most recently as the housing market around here in florida went bananas and i know it's gone bananas in texas and went pretty high there for a while but it's cooled off yeah but not as much as you think that's the it's kind of leveled off might be the word
1: i've I've, i kind of watched my zillow a little bit watch my house and it's 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 gone
0: down over the last 45 days
1: yeah quite a bit yeah but probably back to reality
0: of what it should have been. <laughs> you know, real false numbers. I'll tell you, just false numbers. And oh. you know, don't you know, don't be greedy, folks. That's really yeah. kind of where it's at. Which I think leads to our question of the day: when we consider a movie like The Big Short, something that really happened, something that we as a people, both locally, nationally, and globally, experienced. What drove this bus ultimately was greed, systemic mm. greed from the guy selling the mortgage, from the person buying the house to the guy buy, uh, peddling the mortgage, to the banks that were rating and underwriting, to the investors that were betting against. There was a, a level of greed. And uh, wanton, no and wanton wealth, where there was no checks and yeah. balances. And they, they even address that in the movie with yeah. the girl by the pool, yeah. who was supposed
1: to be an investigator. Right. With the girl that they, the lady they went to to interview. Yeah. Who said, "Look, I have to give these ratings or they're going to go down the street."
0: Yeah, that's and right. They addressed it. So, where have you in your life experienced such wanton greed? Have you personally been greedy? Yes. With where you live, how you live, what you want, how you get it. Uh, What are the consequences of greed? What are your personal consequences as you consider greed around you and even your own personal greed? I think that's where this movie takes us today. Mm -hmm. I really do. This is an important movie for people to watch. Keeping up with the Joneses, right? Well, I think Mm. it's trying to be even more than the Joneses, you know? Yeah. Which, um, having said that, I think that's a great place for us to to leave off today. Uh, Really enjoyed this movie. Again, I highly recommend it uh, to you to listen, uh, to watch, to interact with, and relate to the characters. Now... If you're enjoying our little podcast, why don't you consider leaving us a rating and a review on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to. It does help other people find us, and you may want to check out the written form of this podcast, Uh, that being the book, Christ, Culture, and Cinema. You can find that on Amazon. Now, next time, Michael, you know, we've had some deep stuff here. And uh, these these have been hard movies, the last couple of ones we've done. Uh, Really good stuff. But I think it's maybe time for us to go to the jungle. And uh, in the year 2017, there was a little reboot of a franchise that Robin Williams started. That franchise? Jumanji. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. you for joining us for christ culture and cinema with the doctor jeffrey skopak and his assistant michael pop until next time we'll see you at the movies